people, the places, the bay. This is the Morecambe Bay podcast. Dear old Eric, Eric Morecambe, the statue here on Morecambe Seafront. It was unveiled by the Queen on the 23rd of July 1999. It was a great day. I was here. I remember it vividly. Proud day in Morecambe's recent history. And a rare day when people aren't here with their arms around him, having their photos, their selfies taken with Eric. But it's about minus two today. It's a freezing December day and nobody, I think, has been brave enough to come out at this time in the morning. But one man who does pay tribute to Eric Morgan and Ernie, his partner, of course, for many years, is Matt Webster. He's been bringing a daily dose of sunshine on his social media channels for quite some time now. But as you'll hear in this edition of the Morgan Bay podcast, that's only part of the story. Right. I was born in 1970, so it seems like an eternity ago. Um, And I can remember it being a very important thing in our house around Christmas and loving the television programmes and not being obsessed by them as a child. Uh, I loved all the different comedy programmes, everything that you can think of. Um, And one Christmas, I was given a Morecambe and Wise game, which is a sort of a hybrid, a backwards version of Connect Four. Never heard of that. Never heard of the game. No. I think at that time, there was a lot of games coming out there was a Dad's Army game. There was an On the Buses game. There's oh, even a George right. and Mildred game, which has absolutely nothing to do with George and Mildred. <laughs> um, and I loved it. I'm an only child, so it's very difficult to play a game like that on your own. Mm. So you used to have a lot of friends come round, and we'd play different games as you would over Christmas time. Um, and from there, I don't really remember it being that important to me. And um, Probably in my late teens, uh, I used to love to go to an antique shop fairly close to where I grew up, um, which had big boxes of ephemera. So you could just flip through these boxes and find all different things from maps to photographs to old banknotes. Oh. And I found an Ernie Wise signed photograph. No. I thought, heck. oh, I'm going I'm to buy that. <laughs> Amazing. So I bought that and then... Probably nothing more happened for a few years. And in my 20s, I worked as a photographer and used to travel the country, um, taking family portraits and kids' pictures and had a wander around an antiques market one afternoon and found a Morecambe and Wise book, which I bought. And it was a sort of rise of the internet and eBay. Mm. And then it just started to sort of roller coaster from there. I mean, I've always loved for me, Eric Morecambe was the epitome of funny because it it seemed so natural. It had never occurred to me when I was growing up that all of these programmes were scripted. As I sort of researched and researched and researched, I found so many other things. It was It's become unplausibly big now. So I've probably got two or 3,000 items. Wow. Which range from things like a pair of Eric's glasses, one of his pipes, Lots and lots of posters. If you look into these things, you can buy brochures that were given to cinemas to show them how to advertise up-and-coming films. And I mean, they had three largest film largest films come out, so you can see all the different posters that are available, which gives you the opportunity to then try and find out how to find them. Plus, it also shows you that a lot of the films, things like The Magnificent Two. Mm-hmm 
isn't called that everywhere in the world. In most other places, it's called what happened at Campo Grande. <laughs> so you can then find posters that relate to that, you know, photographs. And... Yeah. So you're like a detective, yeah. a, a more wise detective looking out for bits of memorabilia that people perhaps didn't don't even know exist. Yeah, I think we're pretty much of the opinion that Morecambe and Wise is a very British thing, mm. and therefore they're only here in Britain. But I've got posters from Spain, from Brazil, from the States, from all over Europe, from Hungary. There's a, a really weird one from Italy, which sort of mentions them in very small text uh, and has a photograph on it, or have a, has a painting on it, which really seems nothing to do with the film, <laughs> but just advertises the fact that there's two Italian actors in it who no one's ever heard of, and I think are in it for about two minutes. So they go more for the basis of, there's these two Italian actors in this film, you should watch this. You know, and it's interesting. How did you get these glasses? You say I've got a pair of Eric Morecambe's glasses. How do you happen to cross them? I was very fortunate to contact a lady in America who worked with Morecambe and Wise for a number of years um, when they were a youth takes a bow, and then she went off to live in America with her husband. And she had a pair that Eric had left in the house um, and said, well, there's only one place that they should possibly be, and that's with you. Wow. Brilliant. So she sent them to me. Yeah, I was very lucky with that. So I'm, I'm getting a picture now, perhaps. You say you've got several thousand items. So I, I kind of envisage something like a room that's full of, of memorabilia. It just sounds like it's probably taken over your house. Is that, is that right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We've got a loft full of stuff. The back bedroom is rammed full of stuff. Our dining room has movie posters over it, a beautiful picture painted by Gail Morecambe, Eric's daughter, statues, all sorts of things. A Morecambe and Wise jug, which is pretty rare. And, and do you exhibit it? Or I mean, I know we're talking, the reason I contacted you was about your feed on, on social media, so the daily little nuggets of joy that, that come out that you put you share with us every day. It's brilliant, you know, little snippets of programme. Yeah, thanks. Uh, At first, it was just a thing for me. It was something I like to do. I didn't talk to anyone else about it. It was just... Just my little thing. My dad worked in the motor trade. Um, he only retired a couple of years ago. He's 82 now. And one of the people that he worked with mentioned in passing to him, uh, oh, I'm going to see Gail Morecambe this afternoon. She's doing a talk for my Women's Institute. Um, and he said, oh, my son has got um, a lot of Morecambe and Wise memorabilia. And unbeknownst to me, this lady passed my telephone number to Gail. And one afternoon, I had this out of the blue phone call. I was quite happily sitting out in the garden doing nothing. On the phone came Gail and she said, you know, could we come round and and have a look at your collection? Well, yeah. And a couple of weeks later, Gail turned up with her brother Gary, uh, my friend Georgie, who works for BBC Radio Suffolk, who is a comedy historian. And we spent the day together going through thousands and thousands of items, a lot of stuff they'd never seen before. Wow, what a day that would be, wouldn't it? I mean, I bet it's quite emotional as well, oh, given that, you know, there's something certainly, that is glassy. Yeah. Right? It's a very strange thing to have something that, for me, was very personal, mm. and then one Tuesday afternoon have a knock on your door, and when you open the door, one of your hero's sons is standing there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they were very, very kind and very lovely, and we've kept in touch since then. And then I thought to myself, perhaps I should do something on, on the internet, but I don't know what. There's always already a very, very good Morecambe & Wise website. And you don't want to tread on other people's toes. So I thought, I'll just do a feed on Twitter. And I try and do something every day. Um, if people respond, I always try and respond back, working on the principle that they made a lot of people very happy. And it's quite nice to say hello to somebody. It doesn't cost you anything. 
it doesn't cost you anything to pass the time of day with someone. Absolutely, especially this moment in time, you know, the kind of the way things are. I think anything that makes people, you know, feel happy or reminisce or yeah, you know, I agree, it's, it's a good thing to do. I think you're doing a great job, personally. I think it's oh, it does genuinely bring a bit of sunshine, literally, into people's lives. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's a very British thing, I guess, but it's quite nice to have that little nugget of um, of nostalgia every day, even if it is something a bit stupid. <laughs> people still like it. <laughs> Certainly do. <laughs> I mean, talking of which, have you got, first of all, two questions. When it comes to sort of the memorabilia that you have stored, have you come across something that you really, you know, the hairs on the back of your neck have gone up when you've heard about it? Is, is there something that you really would, you know, in a fire, you'd drag out first to, to, there to was preserve? Some, yeah, there was something. I, I don't live too far from where Eric lived. Mm-hmm. So every day on my drive to work, I drive past his front door. He had his funeral in that town as well, in Harpenden. Mm-hmm. And I visited his little plaque quite a few times. And I try to go on the anniversary of his death, give the plaque a wipe over, bring some flowers. But it's um, <clears throat> it's not very well hidden, but you would never know it was him unless you knew, you know, the real Eric Morecambe because the, the plaque says John Eric Bartholomew. And I've seen photographs of the funeral. Obviously, I can remember him passing away. Um, I didn't live in that area at the time. And a very close friend of mine's father died a couple of years ago. He was very sad. He lived out in Spain. Um, and they packaged up all his stuff and sent it home. Hmm. And the first box that he opened, um, we had a phone call from his wife about two minutes after he'd opened it. And she said, we found something for you. And I think it's something you've been looking for. Okay. Not really sure what, where this is going. And she said, we've got the um, order of service from Eric Morecambe's funeral. Oh, wow. Which to me is a very personal thing. Oh, yeah. And I know a few bits and pieces about the story of the funeral with the different people you know, that, that did readings, Roy Castle and Ernie Wise and Dickie Henderson. So for me, that was a very important piece to my collection. Mm. I mean, do you think now you've got to the stage where you've got everything that's out there or are you still finding things? I mean, I find things all the time, things that I think, you know, there can't be possibly anything around for that. Uh, you know, I've got some really, really odd things, throwaway items. There's a box of Kellogg's cornflakes from the 70s. Mm. So it must be late 70s, early 80s, which is you could send off and it's got more wise on the front of the pack and you could send off and you got a book. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Uh, which was, you know, a Kellogg's and Morecambe and Wise book, cartoons. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. They did a, a series of cartoons in different comics and I've, I think I've managed to find all of the cartoons now. And I was very lucky to have someone get in touch with me to say, do you know what? I think I've got the preliminary drawings for this. Yeah. So I've, I've also got the preliminary drawings for a few of them, although they're very rough sketches. Uh, they, they made lots of records, lots of records from yes. all the songs that we know. Yeah, yeah. A few that we don't know. I mean, they even did a tribute album to Flanagan and Allen for some reason, obviously oh, right. big heroes of theirs. I think they were very fortunate with the people they had around them. People like Eddie Braben, mm. who was an amazing writer, but then also people like Ernest Maxson, who was a producer for them at one time, but also their choreographer. I think they do a great job with Greg's Piano Concerto. Oh, yeah. I think it's a fabulous sketch, but not so much for the content of it, but for the reaction of everybody. And in particular, Andre Previn. I think he's fantastic in it. It's really funny. I was I was watching, uh, there's a comedy series on, on BBC Two at the moment called Two Doors Down. It's a Scottish TV Yeah, program. I love it. It's, isn't it fantastic? Great series. Did you hear yeah. the reference in the last series to, to uh, I'm playing all the right notes? Not necessarily. Yes. 
even a, even a you know relatively new kind of comedy, they're still harking back to Eric and Ernie in twenty twenty two, which I think is is amazing. You know, yeah, I, I totally agree, and I think you know they, they tend to be in our everyday our everyday speech. We came up to Morecambe at you know earlier on in the year, springtime. We went into Blackpool on one of the days and had a walk along the seafront, and you get the police cars going past. And I said to my wife, at some point along this seafront, someone is going to be saying. He's not going to sell many ice cream tank at that speed, <laughs> because you do. And have you got any collection of any brown paper bags, for any chance? I have a brown paper bag. I have one of Eric's brown paper bags, because he always kept one in his inside pocket of his suit to use at any given moment. <laughs> um, so I've got one of his original ones, and I've also got one that has um, a printed instruction of how to perform the paper bag trick, which was bought out by a video company a few years ago. I think it's just a, a work of genius. Yeah. It's a very, very yeah. good piece of advertising. Yeah, it still makes me laugh. I saw it again, there was a rerun the other night, and I watched it, and it still you can see it coming a mile off, can't you? But it still oh, makes God, me yeah. laugh. It's just so simple. You know, that comes from their stage work. It's very, very rarely seen on their television show. Yeah. It's it's Which was good. If you went to see Morecambe Wise and the theatre you saw a different walk and wise that you saw on the television nothing ever crossed over and as we're talking now we're heading towards christmas and i'm sure that one of the channels will probably rerun one of the christmas specials from the 70s or 80s and i, I bet they get a decent audience do you think that's that's first of all why do you think that is and, and secondly do you think that what you're doing the fact that using something like twitter to to share this kind of you know comedy gold is is appealing to a whole new audience i get a lot of young people you know, approached me to say, oh, you know, I never knew anything about Morecambe and Wise. I'm 20, but my parents watched it over Christmas and I think it's absolutely fantastic. And I've been out and bought myself the DVDs, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it's a nice thing. I, I think the BBC generally show a Morecambe and Wise episode on Christmas Day. Uh, UK Gold did their own series, which we went um, and watched be filmed a few years ago, which is superb. You'll get a lot of clip shows on. Channel 5 normally do a clip show. They did one fairly recently. Um, and it just keeps them in the public eye. They've... Is there anything you've heard about that you, you've heard exists and you haven't quite managed to get your hands on yet that you'd really like to, um, to see? I don't think so. I had a conversation with someone a few years ago that said when Eric died, Joan, his widow is very close to the British Heart Foundation oh, yeah. and gave all of his um, all of his suits to the British Heart Foundation in Harpenden where she used to um, volunteer and I was talking to someone that said Trevor and Simon, the comedian is Trevor and Simon if you're of a certain age group used to travel there and just go through suits to see if they could find one uh, which I quite like, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd love a piece of clothing, I've got a, a Morecambe and Wise shirt which is printed with um, their dance on it, which is very odd from the 70s. Uh, and I've got a, a Morecambe and Wise Christmas jumper, which UK Gold bought out a few years ago, which I think was given to people involved in the programme. A few things I'd like to find, but whether I find them or not, and it's not, there's nothing in particular that I'm looking for, quite like foreign posters. I'm looking out for a poster. I really want one of them in actually performing in Morecambe, but I don't know if they ever did. Do you know? They did. They appeared at the Winter Gardens. I know that. I have seen a poster about. I think I might have a programme from that. Yeah, they definitely did. And I'm pretty sure that they judged the Miss Great Britain. They did indeed, yes. yes. There as well, which I've got the programme from that. A former um, colleague of mine and a former subject of this podcast, Mike Wally, told about that in the, one of the early editions of the podcast. Great story how Eric apparently was transported. He was quite a tall chap in a mini around Morecambe. He had to go to several different venues. And apparently he was, he was, he was chauffeured around by a photographer of this parish as well, who people may, may have heard of, Tony North. 
And apparently, this, this the sight of a you know a very tall comedian in a very small car was was equally hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. I love the fact that people have restored his cars. The late Mike Fountain used to uh, drive Eric's silver Rolls Royce around, and I heard a very nice story about that. But when when it had been completed in its restoration, he took it to show Joan. Um, Eric's widow and she said well there's one thing that needs to go with this and she brought out a load of eight track cassettes when you were being driven around in the car you listened to the eight track cassettes that Eric listened to when he was driving well listen it's been lovely to talk to you thank you very much for your time uh, I you wish too you Nigel it's an absolute pleasure well yeah it's great to have you know kind of just to hear that first of all you're keeping very much alive with with what's you know what I think is important you know and it really is is very important and also the fact that you bring it to a new audience as well, using social media, using Twitter in particular, I think is just superb. So more power to Thanks. you. All the best for Christmas. And thank you very much for talking to the Morgan Bay podcast. Thank you very much. Have a good Christmas, everyone. Well, I think we can agree there are fans and then there are mega fans when it comes to Eric and Ernie. And Matt Webster is certainly a mega fan. His treasure trove of archive really is something to behold. Well, listen, thank you very much for downloading this edition of the Morecambe Bay podcast. There are many more to come. There are many more in our library as well. If you haven't had a chance to take a look, please do and subscribe, spread the word and tell more people to listen to the podcast that's all about the Bay. Follow us and get in touch. Search Morecambe Bay podcast on social media.